Hi, welcome to the Mind War. I'm Jim Stewartson here again uh, with my good friend Gal Suburban. Um, we have a special uh, sort of episode today. We've been working on part five of our series, which is based on, on Gal's research called The Insurrection Was Plan B. Um, and uh, we wanted to record a podcast to kind of help uh, hopefully walk through kind of the, the story of it, a little bit more of the background uh, to give people, um, you know, a different way to uh, access the material. Um, and with that, I will introduce uh, Gal. Hello, Gal. Hey, Jim. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You know, pretty good. I've been, <laughs> as you well know, uh, writing, writing, and writing. Um, all day. All day. Um, but, well, I you bombard know. you with like, what about this? What about that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, one, one of these times we will talk about our, our <laughs> process. Um, but... <laughs> We're getting better at it. I mean, you know, this is this is a lot of work to get done, and you know, mm -hmm. make, um, at any rate. Um, so the basic idea here is we're going to walk through the the article uh, that I wrote on my back, um, and uh, just kind of give a little context to um, to the overall um, story. Um, cool. Awesome. So let's just to let's start with the basic headline, right? Um, which is basically that um, not only did Chris Miller know um, about the plan to overthrow the United States government on January sixth, he knew about it early. He knew about it right away. In fact, um, because right. there is a. Um, non-coincidence coincidence, coincidence um, on the evening of December 18th, December 20th. You want to kind of lay out what that is? Yeah. Um, so what we're noticing is um, you know, he was installed I guess on, the, on November 9th but that big meeting that we talked about in, um, in the series was on I think it was the second one, right? Uh, yes. Part two. Okay. Yeah. Was the meeting, and that was on December eighteenth, twenty twenty, which is the day that the ODNI report was due, and they had that crazy meeting. But also on the same night, um, we have you know kind of put together these pieces to show that Chris Miller actually um, put a stop or a pause, um, however he said it, on oh, the oh. transition, it right? Was a halt. Okay, sorry. Yeah, there's the word. Halt. Yeah, it wasn't a. It was a halt. Right. <laughs> like, do not. Yeah, it was pretty. So we'll go. Through, we'll go through those details. But yes, the basic thing is. Yeah. That at the same time that Trump and Mike Flynn and everybody else we'll talk about was in this meeting, simultaneous to that or right after, um, the uh, the Secretary of Defense shocked the the defense department right and that's important to understand the the pentagon was like what the fuck it came yeah. out of nowhere and it came out of nowhere the same night that trump decided that he was going to use flynn's plan for physical violence at the capitol um, right and to me that says that Chris Miller had foreknowledge um, or yeah. should have had foreknowledge, right? Like if, if obviously Trump told him to do it, he was not going to do that otherwise. Um, and so either he knew the reason or he should have asked why. Right. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit just uh, about sort of background for um, uh, the, the, this story so that people don't get too lost if they're coming to this new. Um, so I'll just briefly kind of go over the, the first four, if that's okay, just, you know, yeah, please. bullet point um, uh, just to get through it. Um, so uh, 
the first part was basically um, about how USAID um, was going to be used along with um, probably the National Guard to rerun elections based on the fraudulent use of an executive order, specifically 13848, um, which um, was about foreign interference in elections. So there was going to be foreign interference in election manufactured, uh, which was going to give uh, a reason to Donald Trump to rerun the, the election. That did not happen because the DNI, the... Oh, Director of National Intelligence. Thank you. Yes. I, I have a brain fart. <laughs> it's okay. The Director of National Intelligence uh, did not come up with that fake info that he needed for um, uh, in order to, to go through with that plan. Right. Uh, so there was sort of another attempt on the 18th, right? And they were going to... Well, yeah, and the report was due on the 18th. Yes. So it, it that was, was due on the 18th, and yeah. they weren't going to have it. They had some alternate bullshit about Antrim, uh, about, you know, elections in Michigan, but it wasn't going to be enough to, to do it. So, um, and the also... Apparently, Pat Cipollone refused to give him the go-ahead um, and said there would be resignations, etc. Um, right. And so uh, Flynn and Trump and apparently Mark Meadows and Sidney Powell and uh, Patrick Byrne and Rudy Giuliani um, and Mike Lindell um, conspired to plan um, a physical insurrection at the Capitol in order to prevent the peaceful transition of power, uh, which turns out to be very important. Um, and so that is one of the most consequential moments in history, right? Where Pat Cipollone mm -hmm. does the right thing, refuses to go through with this, this thing that's gonna cause a constitutional crisis. And instead of taking that, taking no for an answer, they went to an even more despicable and violent um, plan. Um, mm -hmm. So, um, you know, this this now will hop up to um, this week, right? Because Mark Meadows turns out to be a very key figure here because right. he's the, the bridge between Trump's people, right? Uh, the, the government the and the shadow government that Flynn is running, basically. Um, right. He can, he's the connector between those two and Cassidy Hutchinson, his, um, his aide, his chief of staff, is the one who was sitting in the hot seat um, in Congress and basically blew the whistle on this entire fucking thing. Right. So, so that's, you know, uh, a little bit of the background. We'll go through more as we get through the story, but I, I don't want to, you know, overdo yeah. it on the, on the background part. Um, and quick, quick note on Cassidy. She was, you know, his executive assistant, chief of staff, um, and just being an executive assistant to high-powered individuals in um, in my uh, you know previous life, um, we pretty much run everything. So, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I just I give her a lot of uh, credibility where where it's due, and she she was. Um, you know, Mark Meadows was not putting uh, meetings on the Outlook calendar. You know what I'm saying? Like, she knew everything. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, yeah. at that level, you, there's so much going on that yeah. it's really your assistants that do this stuff. Do everything. Right. Well, because they're trying to whitewash it and say, oh, she's so low level. And it's oh, like. Yeah. <laughs> That's nonsense. She was, yeah. she was obviously very, very intelligent very mm -hmm. accomplished and you know um ambitious person yeah. um but i think i think she genuinely got the shit scared out of her and realized that she was you know she was going down you know the wrong mm -hmm. low level in this conversation just means pay grade so other than that <laughs> it, it means nothing else honestly but yeah she was, I, yeah she, she knew chief <laughs> to the chief of staff of the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. It was two steps away. Like the, In the room where it happened. It, <laughs> all, 
every room that it happens, right? Yeah. Like, she's yeah. not small potatoes. Anyway, um, so... Uh, Her testimony shed this light for us that we kind of needed to, that to make is, that. That is correct. Yeah. And yeah. I think part of what we're doing here is trying to make sure that we, we do our part to put things that we think are important for the January 6th committee to consider, right? Because... Right. They are now, it seems, going into the Flynn side of the story, right? They've been focused on the Trump side, and now mm -hmm. they've introduced this character that connects um, the Trump side to the Flynn side. And, right. Uh, and so it seems that, that part two of the hearings are going to be more focused in that direction. And so yeah. part of our goal is to say, hey, let's make sure that we've got all our bases covered and who we're talking to. Because Chris Miller seems to have gotten a kind of a pass, you know, yeah. ish. And fuck that. Like, this guy knew yeah. everything. He knew everything from day one of this plan being put into action. And he needs to get fucking subpoenaed. And every single other person involved in this story needs to be subpoenaed and sit down and answer some questions about what happened. Right. Cool. So Chris Miller. Chris mm -hmm. Miller. So, so first section of this is called uh, seditious conspiracy because I'm subtle, um, mm. like that. <laughs> but, <Wink>. uh, but <laughs> yeah, right, nudge, nudge. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so so yeah, this guy, um, you know, let's we'll say in our opinion, but you know, totally did uh, <laughs> um, tried to overthrow the government with a bunch of other people um, who were installed at the Pentagon. Um, on November 9th, uh, 2020, which was like a couple days after the election. Yeah. Uh, what, 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 what's the fucking reason for that? Uh, the, the 9th was a super busy day. There was changes at USAID that day, too. Yeah. So there was a lot of coordination happening on yeah, that day. Yeah, it was like, it's almost like they knew they were going to lose and almost like they had a plan ready. Right. Almost. Almost. <laughs> anyway, and they had these fucking chuds all lined up in a row, like here we're ready to go. Um, in yep. fact, the the LARP formerly known as E uh on on Twitter knew about Ezra Cohen's uh thing like the day after the election, which was five days before it was announced. Um mm. so you know that's a whole different story. But yeah. Uh, fuck it, Ezra, um, Cash Patel, <laughs> Anthony Tata, and Chris Miller, like the entire civilian leadership of the of the fucking military was decapitated, and these idiots were put in there, right? Like, let's yep. just absorb that. Like, what the fuck? Okay, yeah. So we've absorbed that now. Um, absorbed. So, so Chris is not qualified. Mm -mm. Do we agree on that? I totally agree. Yeah. Um, he he was has lots of experience in special forces and stuff. We'll talk about, but like no business that being there. Plus, he does he does he's not a strategy guy. He's a tactics guy. He gets on the ground yeah. and like like you know scrabbles around under fucking barbed wire and shit. Like he's that guy. Um, uh, anyway, so, so yes, um, fast forwarding to that night. So the 18th, right? The 18th, yes. Yeah. The meeting. Um, he ordered a Pentagon-wide halt to cooperation with the transition of President Joe Biden, shocking officials across the Defense Department. What? Right. Why? Why? Well, I mean, I, I mean, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to think of any reason. Like, let's give this guy the benefit of the doubt, right? I mean, what did yeah. he say? Was his excuse? Yeah, right? he said that um, there was a mutually agreed upon holiday break, um, but the Biden transition team wholeheartedly disputes that yeah. there was never an agreement for some kind of uh, holiday break like that's not a thing 
it's not it's not a, when there's when there's a month to go or whatever it's not a thing to take it to yeah. for the fucking holidays well like, and what does that do too jim you know that that stops information flow that stops course. intelligence that stops you know everything uh, right everything it, yeah, it yeah. gives them no ability, no visibility into the entire defense infrastructure of the United States. The in like think about how serious this is. The incoming president has no visibility at all into what's going on with the fucking defense department while right. there is, you know, all sorts of unrest, you know, and crazy shit going on, right? That is that is an intentional um, act, and it, the timing was also, well, first of all, really fucking stupid because mm-hmm. you fucking idiots! Like, can you can you possibly be more obvious, right? Um, you know, but but that was that is a seditious act designed to prevent the incoming administration from detecting a crime. And right. Going criminal conspiracy. Yeah. So theoretically, if you wanted to use elements of the Defense Department, um, you know, to further your uh, coup, you wouldn't want the incoming president to know that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let me think about this. I think I might have to game this out. I think you're right. Yes. Fact, I mean, in fact, yeah. I'm pretty fucking sure that the last thing you would want is the incoming president wanting, uh, knowing any goddamn thing, right? right. Um, what's remarkable is that the guys, they're so fucking clumsy and stupid, right? It was something, it went something like this, like, like they're like, oh, you know, shit, we need to shut down all the, the information in the Pentagon and, you know, and, and Trump's like, Meadows, get on the get on the phone, you know, with with Miller right away. Tell him to shut down the transition, and then Miller's like, "Okay, boss," and he fucking like sends out an email like, "Don't do any more transition stuff." Like, <laughs> that, like that's the fucking process that happened here, right? Because yeah. you have all at the same time. It's just bananas. It's bananas. Republic. Sorry. Um. All right. If if I'm if I'm yeah if I'm talking too much, just no, you're good, you're good. All right. So yes, yeah, so he fucking lied about it, right? Like yeah. as we were saying, and then um, you know he said this thing about oh after the holidays when you get back together or whatever, like, and then but on you know December 29th, Jake Sullivan's like, uh the fuck are you talking about? We haven't had a single meeting since. You know, December December eighteenth. <laughs> what a fucking shock, right? Weird. It's so weird. Um. So so right up to the insurrection, there was no communication whatsoever, right? Right. Um. So you know, n- now we're moving up towards you know the the uh, the Great Awakening or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Um, the, sorry, the storm. Um, yeah. And then on the fourth, they do this smoking gun thing, where they just sign a fucking memo that says, you know, okay, the national car- guard can't do national guard stuff on this specific day. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what the, what the fuck? Like on the on the one day that they knew that the national guard needed to be available and ready right they intentionally put this bullshit in the way this like magical memo that suddenly makes all the stuff go through you know um christopher miller right uh, you know Like, you can't have any weapons, you can't have any riot control, you can't have any fucking anything. You can't have any helicopters or searches or seizures or fucking anything. Like, they they literally took all the things away and said, I, Christopher Miller, will do this now. Right. And in in March of, um, yeah, in March of 2021, when uh, the, the, rules committee or whatever did their 
um, hearing and they interviewed um, uh, William Walker. So he was the DC National Guard commander at the time. Um, He was specifically asked, did this memo, you know, prohibit you from being able to deploy National Guard to assist DC police? And he's emphatically said, yes, it it completely, you know, changed his um, chain of command structure. Right. Um, for him and, to, and, to be able to help, yeah. So, so consider all those all the moves that were made, right? Like, first of all, you get rid of the thing to get fucking Chris Miller put in there in the first place, right? Right. Um, and then and and then you go through this Byzantine bullshit to make sure that um, you know on on the day um, uh, two days. Yeah, five, fifth and sixth. Yes, that it wasn't that the whole thing wasn't protected, right? Right. So one interest, another interesting thing that we that that we found here was that what's his face, Chris Miller, was served in the District of Columbia National Guard as an MP, yeah. which is fucking fascinating. Like, why would they pick this guy at all? First of all, right. Uh, is it is it coincidental that he happens to uh, have connections to the District of Columbia National Guard? Um, I don't know, um, but I would like to find out. Um, I know he visited, as you found out, the National Guard after um, January sixth. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, it was just a a publicity thing. He just walked around and was like, "Hey, how long have you been in?" Here's a coin. Okay. Uh, um, all right. So Chris Miller, um, you know, just to go through his background a little bit, he was a Green Beret, you know, great. Um, served in special forces in Iraq and Afghanistan at the same time as Mike Flynn um, and Eric Prince, right? Ivan Raikland. And what? Ivan Raikland's a Green Beret, too. And I, Ivan Raikland is a Green Beret as well. Uh, I'm being Mike Flynn's, um, you know, best boy and, um, you know, uh, Nazi Dobby, as I like to call it. <laughs> um, and uh, so Mike Flynn um, uh, retired in, or was fired in 2014, and um, Chris Miller retired in 2014. You know, that's another one of those weird little sort of kooky dinks. Um, and then, um, you know, fast forward to after the insurrection, and we get to a think tank called Boundary Channel Partners. Um, and I will let you more or less take this part, but I would like to note the dizzying array of services. Oh my gosh, <laughs> from, yeah. from being. These fucking idiots were going to have market analysis in Africa, right? Government contract navigation, mergers and acquisitions, my favorite, cold and dry chain logistics, (laughs) talent identification and placement. What do you mean fucking talent? Like, what? Sorry, if I got a little louder, it's because I'm so old that it, it, even with my glasses, I had to. Uh, you got close. You had to get closer. I, I had to get closer. Um, uh, so anyway, um, please. Strategic uh, communications planning is not quite his strong suit. Let me just tell you. No, but... or, or speak <laughs> at all. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's amazing that someone would pay him to speak because at least. Days is has a hard time. I have to, yeah. I mean, the intelligence not to be ableist or whatever, <laughs> but he seems to be having difficulty. He is. A, I think he's he's a, he's way stressed, and however he's um, yeah, experiencing that stress is yeah, or, de- or dealing with that stress. Yeah, is maybe there are you know escaping that stress. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, yes, there are ways of, of compensating for said stress. Um, <laughs> I think we've probably painted the picture by now. So we're pretty um, we're pretty much at the source here. So yeah. um, cool. So <laughs> from here. 
Yeah. So I, when I found this, um, I was looking kind of at the red teaming, um, which was, I thought was interesting. Um, I'm sure you know what red teaming is, but it's like, um, it's, it's like a military cyber game where they, you know, they kind of, uh, go and find out different methods and tools that like hackers can, um, you know, breach in, in any given company or whatever. So I, it kind of just made me think, okay, so this is just going to try and make money off of like, you know, all of the cyber attacks and, um, mm-hmm. the things that he saw when he was there. But, um, yeah, so, uh, boundary channel partners, which I, again, just name of anything has some really interesting um you know people that that joined the team i guess when um you know when he started this kind of washington think tank um you've got barbara uh haley and her daughter um which is jordan haley and now jordan um worked for chris at the at the department of defense i guess she was his assistant um, and, uh, also a special assistant in the office of special operations to combat terrorism, but she's this young girl who was recruited out of <laughs> Liberty University. I don't know. I yeah. You said that because she's like fucking 21 or something. I know it's hard to come out of my mouth because I'm just like, this is dumb. It's not even real. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm looking at it I'm like, okay, sure, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she actually came out of, let's see, like, uh, the Liberty University, um, sector of, of where I guess John McGinty, who we've talked about multiple times before, um, was pulling a lot of these young, um, attractive women, girl, I mean, I won't even say women, they're young girls, young women, um, and pulling them into, you know, the, um, the, uh, the Trump White House in different random positions that they're not qualified for. They're incapable of probably fulfilling. They're just, um, you know, it's very sexist. But uh, yeah, that's where McGinty uh, pulled her out of and along with a lot of other people. So it was Liberty University seems to have filled up a lot of the cabinet in different places. And Chris Miller liked her so much that he brought her and her mom to Boundary Partners. So. Yeah, her mom's quite a character too right oh my gosh she's the best okay yeah she has her own website barbara Barbara haley has her own website she stands for god country family and the american dream (laughs) and she needs you to know that she has met so many celebrities and one of her best friends is wayne newton and she has met nicole simpson who is murdered (laughs) and you know like (laughs) And basically everything she's proud of in her life, you can just find in how she lives vicariously through her daughter, Jordan. So I'm assuming that's how she got like the receptionist gig at uh, Chris's place. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, she's great. uh, She looks like a hoot. Yeah, she's got a, she's got one of those looks uh, that, you know, it's not a, it's not a thousand yard stare. It's like a thousand light years there it's like fucking <laughs> wherever um uh i wanted to bring up another of these uh, uh characters from um chris miller's think tank right so amazingly he hired like as one of his top fucking people uh amanda milius who i guess worked in as deputy assistant secretary for content at this u.s state department's bureau of global public health public affairs whatever whatever the fuck that means um Mm -hmm. but in reality uh she's a a psycho uh mega propagandist like really really psycho um to the point where her uh profile is amanda milius dark maga mode and it's got her right. with the laser eyes, um, the, you know, which is neo-Nazi fash um, iconography, um, and you know, uh, is kind of a an extreme strain of Trumpism, you know, to the extent it's not extreme enough, which invites more, you know, 
uh, extreme measures, including, you know, things like violence and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Just as a fun little side note, um, her dad was quite a character in in his movie that he directed, (laughs) um, which as a child was one of my favorite, Conan the Barbarian. Oh my uh, gosh. (laughs) The famous line about uh, where Conan says, I will listen to the lamentation of your women and like, <laughs> like boasts about how he's, you know, going to take down their whole society. Um, like, that's a great thing. Um, and uh, anyway, so, so that's Amanda. Um, she also uh, directed this fucking movie, The Plot Against the President, um, which has like Joe Flynn and... You know, all they they talk about Mike a lot, and it's Devin like, Nunez, Devin Nunez, and Cash Patel. It's just that whole like Russia Gate, like hating fucking group of Russian spies. Frankly, I'm gonna say it like um, that. You know, um, is was on his board, like on his mm-hmm. in his company. Like, what the fuck? That sounds yeah. like talent placement. It does sound like talent placement, doesn't it? That, that's, <laughs> it that's, sure that, does. He, he placed talent in his own um, thing. He's just living, you know, he's, it's what yeah. they call the biz, eating your own dog food, um, as it were. Her uh, production company was um, under the CPAC, like when they announced her. It call, they called it a narrative consulting group. Oh, great. Isn't so, that a, like just a fancy way to say propaganda? Yes, that's exactly what that means. (laughs) Yeah, Um, and then don't forget he brought Tata with him too. Yes, so Tata, I you know he's so bizarre, um, and just so like he wrote a book that basically predicted the insurrection, like it was about a fuck about the takeover of a of a government by another guy, like you know, including an insurrection at the Capitol, like the whole bit, like fucking crazy. <laughs> um, and, and, but he's also such a lunatic that I, I just kind of skip over him because, you know, he's yeah. kind of like, well, he's he, kind of like the Jacob Chansley of the Pentagon, you know? Yeah. But before he was installed um, with, you know, that same group on the 9th, November 9th, They'd yeah. actually tried to put him up for consideration for Senate arms, like in the um, undersecretary of defense for policy or something. And he withdrew his, uh, from consideration before he had to go be confirmed. Right. So it's just interesting that he had to withdraw from that nomination or that, you know, position, but then was, you know, installed as an acting right. um, leader. So well, obviously. All, all acting, you know, right. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, that that like the whole last part of his entire fucking administration was acting, um, but what's funny about uh, Chris Miller is that uh, and Boundary Channel Partners is if you go there now it's just him and Tony Tata fucking all by themselves with no actual services on their page anymore. It's just okay, uh, okay, we're we're just here. Yeah, yeah. So all all of his people and all of his think tank are no longer tanking. Can you recognize somebody else that I had that when I pulled all of those back in gosh, May when it first started? You um, recognized another kid, didn't you? Yes, yeah, so well, we'll talk about him in a second. In fact. Okay, cool. Um, which brings us right, right into uh, the, the fact the that next section Chris, here, yeah. Chris Miller has thrown his influence into the political um you know fight um which is an odd thing for the secretary uh, ex-secretary of defense who oversaw um a violent insurrection um under his watch to do right like mm-hmm. why would you want this motherfucker's endorsement like you know but whatever okay uh it's a free country he has the right to do that um uh, but I think we have the right to look at, okay, who's he endorsing? And, you know, what's going on with that? So uh, you want to talk about this uh, fucking, you know, what this particular guy? 
Yeah, well, um, so the, we're talking here about uh, Joe, Joe right? Kent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, we can we can just go over some of these fucking characters. Yeah. So what was interesting is there's um, it was found basically there's um, <laughs> there's this invite to you know support Joe Kent, uh, candidate for Washington State, that um, had a really really uh spectacular i guess committee members support um guest list yes there's a fundraising event right where mm -hmm. you spend you know thousands of dollars to, um uh, this little this little jerk uh joe kent who's also a white nationalist um and um just a, a really bad guy um mm -hmm. He's a he's a veteran, and you know, thank you for your service, uh, Joe Kent. But you mm -hmm. are a traitor, um, and yeah. working with the worst people on planet Earth. Uh, at any rate, uh, Mike Flynn also endorsed this kid, um, right. and, and Ivan Raiklin. And on this list uh, for the fundraisers are let's just talk about him, Matt Brainerd. Matt Brainerd was the was one of the the lead guys in the movie about Pepe, which was all about white nationalist meme lords. Um, mm -hmm. Matt Brainerd is old school, nasty, like 4chan, um, you know, white nationalist, um, and, mm -hmm. and also the guy who did that weird little event near the Capitol that got everybody all kind of turned up. Oh, for the political prisoners. Yes. Yeah. But even before that, he was running his little um, bullshit to do canvassing. Like he was, yeah, his, was his team was hired by the Arizona audit people yep. to canvass. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's very involved in the big lie shit. Um, and then there's this other little fucking schlub, uh, uh, Chris Cruden, um, who was also at Boundary Channel Partners. Um, and was an advisor to Ezra Cohen Watnick at the Pentagon on one six. You, you don't say. Say. <laughs> uh, so again, like Chris Miller hired this kid who was an advisor to Ezra Cohen Watnick at the Pentagon on one six, and this guy is also on this board, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, so Ezra Kowalnik has entered the chat, as far as I'm concerned. That's uh, right. Uh, now, who's next? Amanda Hillius. Uh, you know, Conan the the barbarianess or whatever the female of barbarian is. Um, and, and then uh, Mike Flynn's um, favorite lawyer. Who, who's that? Ivan. Franklin, who we've been talking about a lot recently. That's right. He is. Uh, uh, that is a dangerous. He's a comically dangerous little man who needs really needs to be stopped. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, right away. Um, yeah. But but you know no business uh, you know being anywhere near the former uh, Secretary of Defense, if the former Secretary of Defense wants to uh, pretend to be on the wrong side, on the right side of history. Um, also, um, you know, this uh, the the little matter of international fucking terrorist Eric Prince. Yeah, he's on this list, isn't he? <laughs> uh, Eric Prince, um, you know, I just don't get me fucking started with Eric Prince, but if Eric Prince is on a board with you, you are a problem. Yeah. Like you either don't know a thing about anything at all, or you are on the wrong team. So fuck you. Right. Fuck you. Um, and then let's just uh, finish. I gotta get a couple notes on this too. Just, yeah. just, uh, just yeah. I think they might be important. Um, so Matt Brainerd is CNP. I just. You know, I didn't know that really. Right. Yeah. Chuck DeVore and Rachel Bovard and uh, Matt, Matt Brainerd, um, they're C CMP members. And, you know, they talked about how Guinea, uh, Guinea Thomas, I know I'm saying her name wrong, everybody. That's okay. We like it. Um, she is uh, one of the most 
they said of her, she's one of, one of the most powerful and fierce women in Washington. She's the tip of the spear of all these efforts. And that was like a tweet from, um, you know, from Chuck DeVore um, in January about uh, uh, the plenary election. I mean, he's fucking word plenary, which is, you know, Eastman's word. But the other people on here um, that may, may not stick out to most people um, is Pete Morocco. Yep. on here. Pete Morocco was, um, was also uh, positioned or installed over at USAID. Um, and instead of actually doing anything that USAID does, he was actually in Pennsylvania on behalf of the Trump campaign mm -hmm. to audit and look at Pennsylvania's voting machines. And then you also have Alex Bruce, Bruskowitz or something. I can't yeah, Bruce, Bruce Witz. Right. I, I think it's Bruce Witz. Yeah, he's just, he's a punk ass, but um, he, he was kind of, he's like a mini little Jack Posobiec kind of thing. And but, speaking yeah. of Jack Posobiec's. Yeah, <laughs> he's entire, been subpoenaed. The, the entire thing it was, was hosted by Jack Posobiec. And Raheem Kassam. And, and, yep. his, <laughs> and his best boy, fucking British, like Russian spy Raheem Kassam. Like, it's just bananas. Like, Jack Posobiec, like, oh my God, don't get me started. The neo-Nazi Russian propagandist who has been working for Flynn since Flynn's summer of 2016 when they mm -hmm. got together at the RNC and decided to take over America. Uh, Jesus Christ. So, yeah. so let's get really clear about Mr. Miller. Uh, Mr. Miller um, associates with terrorists. That's Period. right. Uh, the same fucking terrorists who who took over, uh, tried to take over the country on January 6th. So Chris Miller needs to shut the fuck up. Uh, except yeah. he doesn't. Which brings us to the uh, last part of our story here. That's right. The cover-up. Um, so I'm going to rant for a sec about this fucking guy. So uh, a few days after the, the uh, uh, inauguration, Vanity Fair publishes story. Um, the president threw us under the bus, embedding with Pentagon leadership in Trump's chaotic last week. It was like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Like, this is, this doesn't, I don't believe any of this already, just from the goddamn title. And it turns out that this guy, Adam Swarovski, who was at the CIA but got fired from the CIA because. He had a much too cozy relationship with Israeli intelligence. So why is that important? Let's find out. So, uh, so he writes this puff piece about how oh the Pentagon had no idea and Trump threw us under the bus and wah, wah, wah. Um, but uh, in 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 reality, um, the story is just there to cover up for the fuckery at the Pentagon. So just give you a quick idea about some other stories. Mr. Swarovski's written tycoon contractor, soldier spy, an 8,000 word blowjob of Eric Prince. Oh my <laughs> God. Fuck you, dude. You're you, like, you lose already. I, I don't trust you. Yeah. And then a bunch of other shit about how fucking Israeli intelligence is awesome. Um, right. And then uh, is Trump mulling Peter Thiel for a top intelligence advisory post? Like, I wonder. Fucking on, man. And then, uh, you know, like, we try to learn every terrorist attack inside the top secret Israeli anti-terrorism operation that's changing the game. Come on, bro. Like, you're not even fucking hiding it. Like, come on. Anyways. Um, so... <laughs> So he writes this fucking bullshit um, uh, about these guys. Um, Gal has an ob observation, but I'll stop my rant on this. Um, so he he's whitewashing all these guys, um, but but Sorelsky throws in this detail of scuttlebutt, quote unquote, um, that says Miller is the good guy who's the front man, and it's Cohen and Patel who are calling the shots. Um, all the shots, to be clear. And that, that, I believe, is actually true because Chris Miller's a fucking idiot. Uh, he's not a smart man. Um, 
um, but he's very mission and task oriented. If you if you wind him up and and he believes he's on a mission, he'll fucking do whatever it takes, um, including lie his ass off. Um, what was that other thing that uh, you saw in there? Well, um, yeah. So there's one other thing in the Vanity Fair article, and before I say that, I just wanted to tell you really quickly that Alex Brugeswick. That's also on that list. It, mm. You made me think of it when you're talking about all this Israeli uh, intelligence is um, is part of the uh, Zionist organization. Ah, yes. Uh, yeah, makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah, like the the Zionist Russian, um, you know, is Israeli intelligence <coughs> nexus right. is real. Um, yeah, like talent placement. Yes, talent. Yeah. That's, that's right. This is talent. Go to talent placement. But yeah, the other thing in the Vanity Fair article is, um, you know, I always thought it was uh, curious was that um, he quotes Miller recounting, you know, his kind of uh, leading up to the January 6th. And just this one quote kind of stuck out to me, which was, um, you know, it was uh, the first day I brought an overnight bag to work and my, my wife was like, what are you, what are you doing there? And I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to come home. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I'm just thinking the fuck do you say? Like, wait a minute. Like he left for work the morning of the sixth after writing a letter on the fourth saying, you know, stand down and you don't get any like good shit to protect yourself, but I'm going to pack an overnight bag. Right. <laughs> like what? You know, and, I always thought, and, what the fuck? And and which so I'll just skip a little bit in this in the story, just if anyone's following along here, which is just to say, yes, um he uh where the fuck is it? Um, um so yeah, he's asked by someone um on Jill Weinbank's show directly whether he had any idea what was going to happen um, with the quote January 6th rally. And he says, Oh, uh, defense, um, uh, only uh, not a clue. That's no clue. I don't know. I had no idea, right? Um, <laughs> which he dis- has disproven by his own words and in, in other places that we'll talk about in a second. Um, but yeah, like, what the fuck? Why? Why would you, you know, um, uh, bring an overnight bag if you did not have any idea what was going to happen? Yeah, you, you wouldn't. It's nonsense. Also, why would you have this fucking in, embedded reporter there to quote unquote <laughs> to to cover what was a non-event that you didn't know was going to happen? Why, right. did, why did you have this fucking guy? Because he, he says, I was given a front row seat to the events of January 6th. Who the fuck gave you a front row seat for what? Like, what yeah. do you mean? Like, you were leaving. Like, why is that a fucking story? You were leaving. That all of these people somehow had, like, a documentary crew. You know, it's amazing. Like, what the fuck, you guys. Like, you know, Roger Stone had a documentary crew. The Proud Boys basically had a documentary crew. I know. Was, they, they, were re- they were they were ready ready to grift off their success, you know, in the new white ethno state that was going to come after they succeeded, right? Yeah, I mean, they were going to tell oh. the story of their of their triumph, you know, mm, like that's that's what that was going to fucking do, and. <laughs> Now it is the story of the evidence against them because they're fucking stupid. And I mean, and we have to punish them. But yeah, so go on. I'm sorry. I interrupted. Oh, no. but yeah. you didn't, you didn't. <laughs> uh, that, that's all. Um, uh, so, so he said, this is your tweet. <laughs> you point out, I have not lost a single moment of sleep, says the fucking guy. Who is in charge of the of the most power that you can possibly have on earth in his hands while our democracy almost was toppled? That motherfucker, what even if he just screwed up, even if he was just like bad at everything, right? Like, how yeah. do you not lose a single moment of sleep? Police officers died. They were severely injured. I mean, those are those should have been your brothers and you know, and in, fucking right. In, but, or whatever, like 
but instead, as you know, we'll discuss in a second, he just fucking covers it up. That's all he does. So, so he says, you know, that that whole interview with uh, Jill Weinbanks, you know, at first, you know, when I first kind of looked at it, I was like, oh, this is too soft. But no, they fucking get him flustered. He's red. He's fucking agitated. Like, yeah. he's, he's just not well. Um, and in then the when, committee, he was yelling at them. Yeah. Like, in, back in March, he was fucking pissed. You know, like, how yeah. dare you question my authority? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Um, and, and, and he just doesn't, you know, I think I called him disordered, right? Like, there's right. this thing not there. And then um, he gets on this, uh, get, I mean, just recently he went on fucking Hannity, um, where it, it was just bad, just real yeah. bad. He was like, pale and he, couldn't put things together and put like cash patel that it constantly rescue him from stepping on his own dick all the time like it was just terrible <laughs> oh, sorry um and and so um um you know one of the things that they claim um is that there was a meeting on january 4th with trump in the oval office yes with trump milley general milley the chief of fucking staff of you know um, um, the, the the joint chiefs mm-hmm. uh, the, the uh, chairman of the joint chiefs of staff sorry god what's wrong with my mouth the <laughs> chairman of the joint chiefs of staff general mark milley um, um and cash patel and chris miller and donald trump that trump authorized twenty thousand national guard troops to for the uh, for use on January 6th. One small catch. It was said explicitly that it was to protect pro-Trump people. That's so, right. So, yes. There, yes, there were. He gave some sort of authorization, but it was specifically to protect pro-Trump people. Right. They were not to be used unless Antifa showed up and, you know, that was those were his orders, and guess guess what? Antifa did fucking show up. High five, Gossip Bourbon. Um, we we you know put up the fucking stop sign. Um, anywho, um, so, it's a weird. The Hannity interview is so weird. I mean, it's bad. Is talking about just how the seriousness of that meeting. That meeting, it's so dramatic about it. I mean, it's just so. It's almost like too obvious that it's that it's a cover-up crew coming in after the january 6th committee reveals that everybody knew that this shit was happening nobody did a damn thing about it and now they're saying oh yeah we did oh yeah we did it was real we took it real serious (laughs) and there's also a moment in the jill weinbags interview that that um where they bring up the 10 living secretaries of defense who wrote a hair on fire letter directly to Chris Miller. All yeah. 10, like people who don't agree on a fucking thing, got together three days before January 6th and said, the Secretary of Defense should not use the fucking military for any election interference. Like, what? Wait a second. Like, that freaked me out so bad i like i there were so many sirens in my tweets like it was bananas right um and this guy just just he's real mad at them he's all pouty and and twerpy about about like these fucking secretaries of state like like saying bro what you are about to do which he then did the next day don't do that and the next day he goes in and signs a smoking gun it's unbelievable um like they just so um and to, you can find that that's in our um our coup at the pentagon piece the yeah. uh, i think it was at part four that's um yeah that was the last one part four yeah yes yeah um cool and then just uh you know we'll sort of move towards uh the end here is um 
Um, the Office um, of the Inspector General of the De- Department of Defense wrote a report that um, was clearly started in the Trump administration or something um, and clearly relied on the testimony of the people who needed to cover up for their own um, complicity. Um, But it got put out, um, it was like March or April of last year or something like that, uh, of of 2021, yeah. Right. Um, uh, and it it was like it was a fucking punch in the gut to me because like what the fuck is this? Um, and and it and it turns out that um, you know the uh, the head of the D.C. National Guard, um, William Walker, um, <laughs> called Charles Flynn um, and Chris Miller quote absolute liars. Yeah. In in the Office of the Inspector General report put out by the Biden Department of Defense. The, yeah. What's wrong with this picture? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how how do we how do we let this uh uh this report go out and why has nobody done anything about it? And I have to say it, why the fuck is Charles Flynn in charge of 90,000 troops who would respond to any aggression in Taiwan? Yeah. (sighs) Okay. We have have a problem. We do. We We have much of those. Um, All right. Well, we were going to shoot for, you know, 30 or 40 minutes. That's okay. We don't have to tell anybody that. I think we're we're, going to get it under an hour once I do a couple of choice edits. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, let's let's just wrap up on sort of putting this whole thing in perspective. You know? Yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, my thoughts are that Chris Miller needs to testify publicly to the January 6th committee and they should subpoena him if he doesn't voluntarily come in and publicly testify. And he can go ahead and plead the fifth like his fucking friend Mike Flynn if he feels like he needs to. That... Um, is what I think myself. I also think that the current military is putting their head in the sand about a whole bunch of these guys, right? There's a whole bunch, sadly, um, of, of, you know, retired military um, running around, and in some cases, active military, like Charles Flynn, who are clearly on the wrong side of history, on the wrong side of freedom, um, and the, and the military needs to step up, recognize this problem that they have. Um, you know, we call these people if they're retired, strip them of everything that they have on their chest, and mm-hmm. put them in a court martial. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I know that. Um, oh my gosh! Of course, I'm going to forget his name right now. Our um, current uh, Secretary of Defense. Oh, Lloyd Austin. Right. I know that you know, when he, that guy has so much shit to clean up. And I know, you know, he, he was looking at, you know, the loyalists that Chris Miller installed in the defense business board, people like Corey Lewandowski and David Bossy, which we can touch on another day, but you know, it, it, it has been reported that Lloyd Austin is looking at this stuff. Like he, I think he understands the gravity of what happened and how politicized, you know, Trump, um, made the defense department and the Pentagon and all these, you know, they were his generals. And so, um, Lloyd Austin has a, had, has had a big, uh, big plate to consume. And so I think it's just, um, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's got to get done faster than it's getting done. I understand that. And I, and I think he does have a massive, um, set of problems, but I think, you know, when there are, you know, national security threats, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and involving specific people and they're, you know, and they're doing it publicly, um, right. you know, it's a disgrace. And, and it's not only a disgrace, it's, it's, you know, it's literally at this point, you know, a threat to our, con- our, our constitution, our, our entire our safety. Mm-hmm. Our safety. So, 
Yeah. Um, well, well, with that, um, I hope um, everyone who was listening got something out of this. And uh, and Gal, um, you know, thank you for your um, you know incredible work and effort um, on this. And thank you for organizing it. You bet. Okay. And, <laughs> and then uh, you know we'll 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 take a take a little nap and then figure out you know part six. That's right. <laughs> Arrest Mike Flynn. Arrest <laughs> Mike Flynn. All right. <laughs> Okay, everybody, we'll talk soon. Thanks.